Right. Whatever representation that I have, I want to be a man of respect. And I want to know that, you know what I'm saying, I'm respected by my wife. So therefore, a lot of times, yeah, as a traditionalist, as a traditionalist person, yeah, I could be looked at as, oh, you're too hard on this person, or you're this, that, and the other. No, I know where God is taking me. So when you understand the assignment and you know your purpose, you choose your woman correctly. And this is what I'm saying, fellas. This is why it takes you seeing the person that you're dating all four seasons. I don't care if you're living together. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you promised this woman. I don't care what she promised you. Before you say, I do, make sure that you have taken into account all of the things that you've seen in those seasons. How many times she lied? How many times she didn't... uh, uh, adhere to a commitment that she adhered to. How many times, you know what I'm saying, you've asked her to do something and she didn't have your back and you had her back. This, that, and the other. Before you say, I don't, I don't care if you live together for five years, it all changes once you say, I do. So you better be sure and not, oh, oh it's going. she's going to be better. She's going to be better once we get married. No, she's going to be worse. Yeah, I, I think this becomes, I think too many things are blown out of proportion. I think marriages are a long commitment. I think most of your most people's adult relationship that's going to be the longest you've spent with somebody, dwelling, living, learning somebody. So I, I feel like your logic is the contradiction in what you're saying. Because I agree, we don't know where God's sending us or where we're going next. So why would I worry? In two years, our relationship, our marriage could be better than ever. Would I care two years ago about the beach pictures? In two years. She could have leukemia. Am I going to care about the beach pictures two years ago? Like, we don't give ourselves grace and look at the whole span of our relationship. If I say I'm going to be with you forever, that's forever. I'm not getting tripped up over every little thing that happens in a row. And I'm not worrying about what's going to happen next. I have faith. That's also representation. So we have a bunch of believers. We have a bunch of people with no faith. They have religion, but they have no faith. They have no faith in themselves, no faith in a relationship, no faith this job is going to get them out of their situation, no faith their house is going to hold in when it rains, no faith there'll be food in the fridge next week. We have zero faith. What are we going off of? Delusion. That's what we live on these days. Delusion. I want it bad enough, so it's going to happen. And we're not even prepared for these things. I'm prepared to love somebody. I'm not prepared to fault somebody at every single flaw and everything they do as a human being. But, but, but here's the thing. It's the difference between being a public person and nobody knows who the hell you are. So let me, let me give you a prime example because you, you got my girl agreeing with you, but here, here's the point I'm making. In a situation, I would much rather have LeBron James' wife than Steph, uh, Stephen Curry's wife. I can see somebody saying that. I would, I would rather have LeBron's wife and Curry's wife, who's a misrepresentation of their marriage, who doesn't care that she brings shame on her house and her household on a regular basis. Yeah. You know, and and that's that's where we're giving passes for bad behavior. We're giving passes in the name of oh, I'm just human and I want to have fun. No, nah, you are an agreed. You are in a rep. You are in a relationship with me. I am LeBron freaking James. I am uh, Stephen Curry. Yeah. I, 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 I am in the public eye. Yeah. So what do you reflect on me? You know what I'm saying? And this is what we don't have enough of is representation. Everybody goes, oh, I'm going to be bored. And I'm going to do this. Yeah.
Yeah. So key because when you know where you're going and you look at that woman and how she's behaving, you be like, you know what? We've been together for a while, but you're not my type of girl. Same audition. I'm sorry, you're not my kind of girl. You know. What yeah. Man? Yeah. Exactly. It's actually celebrated. It's entertainment. Exactly. So, in that, in that scenario, and I'm going to end it. Yeah. Because I'm half with you. I got a rebuttal. I'm half with you in what you're saying. But I would rather have Le- Le- LeBron James' wife understand the assignment. <laughs> anything that I do outside of this household, I'm a representation of my husband. Yeah. See, I see in that aspect, I 100% agree. Um, where I'm only half with you is as far as who got the pass. Our generation did not get the pass. Aisha's not the problem. Again, look at their relationship. Look at their household. Steph married his mom. Our problem is our parents' generation gets the pass. It has my whole life. They excuse everything they do to us, and we just got to grow up and get over and accept it. Steph Curry's marriage is going exactly how his father's marriage went with his mom. He married his mom. So again, that's what they push us into. Mom and dad need to be together. Stay together for the kids. Have the money. Have the resources. And your kid's going to turn out great. Your kid's going to turn out like you. So that doesn't mean that you're doing the right thing. That doesn't mean you're helping them. Let's look at LeBron. He never grew up with a relationship. He never grew up with his father in the home. He married a woman who's opposite of his mother. See, he did it right. He got to know someone outside of what he already knew. And a lot of us are just going along with what we see going. We think it's the right thing, but we're living in delusion. So, yeah, I'm half with you. I see the point you made, but I, I look at that differently. Like, And I wouldn't want a, a relationship like Aisha. But, again, Curry and Aisha have been together since college, since they were kids. So, again, I don't believe in that. I believe in getting to know yourself and living with yourself and then getting into that long-term commitment. When you have a chi as a man, you have a chi, you have that that energy, that, that that champion energy. And look at look at the stats. Look at how dominant you know Curry was, and look at the outside of what she has taken this man through mentally. He's not there on the court. Right. He's not representing, and we know that this man can shoot your lights out. But because she has brought this man's mental and his 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 chi down, he's not the dominant person that he used to be. Now look at LeBron James' wife. Look at how she she understands the assignment that when I send my man out, listen, I'm not going to create problems for him. I'm not going to because we have not only is he a champion, he's getting his money, but we have children to raise. Now look at LeBron James. No matter what. Yeah, yeah, and and both of their relationships is it's funny you say that, but I I even look at them differently energy wise. You know, LeBron's wife gives me more of like motherly vibes, like you know what I mean. And his role he plays is he seems like a good listener, like he's in tune. Like she'll tell him like, "Yo, that ain't it," and he like, "All right, cool, bet." You know what I mean? Steph and Aisha seem more like high school sweethearts. They seem like <laughs> summer lovers. Yeah. What, what, is, 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 Mrs. James is going to correct him at all. Yeah. Okay? 
And the only time you see her in the media is at the games or at the kids' games or at parent events or at, you know, youth events or at help stop the violence events. They was cleaning up Cleveland. Like, every time you see her, it's pushing forward. So, 100%, I agree. But, I again, I think she represents the last generation. Unfortunately, Aisha is the representation of this generation. Not all of them, but majority. And it's not that they can't change, but they've been programmed into this happy wife, happy life shit. And both people aren't covering each other. And I don't agree with none of that. I think that's why all these men are drained. So it goes back to your original point that the majority of the men are not taking their words and saying, you know what? It's been fun, but I have to run. This, listen, you're not the the person that I need you to be. And not to say that who you are is a bad person. You're just not the person that I need for this journey that I'm on. And that's okay. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. But, but what you have is a lot of men being guilted for the time that this woman has invested. Uh, you have a lot of men being shamed because, oh, my God, you've taken my best years. No, <laughs> you tried to manipulate the situation and you thought I was going. No, I need... This is the this is the type of person I need, which goes back to your original point. Everybody needs to be honest. Everybody yes. needs to say, hey, this is where I'm going. Can you fit this bill? This is why you shouldn't settle for good enough. Because you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, yes, he is able to make a mistake. Let's go back to your point. Yeah. He is able to make a mistake and says, you know what, baby, I got caught. He could have been drunk. We don't know what was happening. <laughs> Yeah. And this is this is why you know um, I gotta be sure. You know what I'm saying? I gotta be sure when I when I do this. You know what I'm saying? No matter what it looks like, I have to be sure that this is what. And she does too. She 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 absolutely does too. Uh, this is why we always say four seasons. See them in all seasons. Broke, rich. You know what I'm saying? Because the one thing I, I think that my significant other hasn't seen me is at my thriving level. I was oh, sure. But once he sees me at my thriving level and sees the faithful person that I am and the champion that I truly am, I think then she will be sold to be like, oh, he's he's a hundred. He's a hundred because yeah. he got it all lined up and he's still bringing the money home to me. He still understands that home is where this is. I want her to see me at that level because she's seen me do this. Yeah. You know what I'm when I'm doing this, you can see all kinds of disgruntledness and disappointments and insecurities and stuff like that because I'm doing this. So she seen me at my worst. Before we get married, I want her to see me thrive because that's going to be the selling point for her. Like, oh, you mean this man got it all feeling cheating? This man got everything. He got all the access and the resources to do this, that, and the other. That's what I want to see. And, and, and because it's always said. Uh, a woman's faithfulness is tested when a man has nothing. A man's faithfulness is determined, or who he is as a person is determined when he has everything. Mm-hmm. I want be able to see me when I have everything. Now, I think that'll be the selling point. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that is the purpose of the journey. You know what I mean? But a lot of these things are like, it's our psychological makeup. You know, even when I speak on women and divorce rate, it's not to shame them or put them down. It's we're all starting to know our personnel. Men do not leave situations when they are happy. 
a man will become the lowest version of himself that he can maintain his peace and still be here for you or do whatever he agreed to do. That's the issue of why relationships and marriages are going this way. When you were coming up, you had to see a reverend or like you had to get your marriage ordained to get married. Nowadays, it's like leasing a car. You just got to sign the paperwork and have a, a co-signer. Like you don't have nobody who has to actually check on y'all's relationship, see y'all's mental temperament, if y'all even mature enough for this type of union or dynamic. So nowadays, now that we can just enter in these agreements, nowadays that we can just join these long-term commitments without having to do the upfront work, that's the issue. It, but it was because someone was forcing us to do the work. Relationships is about what you're choosing to do. You, you should want to choose to be with this person. For me, the things I appreciate and pour into is the things I'm going to miss about you. That's why the financial shit don't matter to me. The sexual shit don't matter to me. It's the inside jokes. It's the fact that they could put up with your snoring. It's the fact that y'all motherfuckers can have fun anywhere. The things that you really going to miss when they gone. That's what I look forward to. And that's what I try to nurture in a relationship. And a lot of times, all of us, we're so insecure. We try to become this superhero or this perfect person. Or we try to become the love of their life. And we don't realize we potentially already could be that. And we just got to pour into ourselves. You know what I mean? As men, we're learning now that we do have a choice. For the longest, it, it, again, all these things were told to us. Uh, a woman chooses the man. The man just has to accept it. We do have a choice, the woman that we want to be with. We don't have to settle for the woman who can best help us raise the kids and make sure we make the most money. What about the woman that makes you laugh? What about the woman that's there when you cry? You know what I mean? Like As men, yes, we have to start stepping into these things because we've also got with women for very superficial reasons because of what an older man told us to do or what we thought was going to make us look cool or be accepted. So now I feel like with this social media era, internet era, we have to learn to be ourselves. Everybody's trying to be everything else. But who are you? What does your marriage mean to you? I think I, think I, I, I really want to tackle this point because it just, I, I love, okay, so for everybody in the audience, Tim is my brother. And, and yeah. we've gotten, elevated our relationship to the point where even when we disagree, we, we, we unpack it. So I want to unpack this women are losing things. Okay. Move past this because I am a true. I, 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 I love the alpha culture. I, I love and I want things to go back to its primal, even though there's a very slim chance that it won't. I want things to go back to its primal where we truly protected and provided for our women. And spiritually, we look to God for our guidance and our purpose. This is our primal you know, behavior, this is our primal instinct. But. I would say, again, I'm going to use your words. You're about three quarters right that women are losing. They are losing spiritually. But on the whole, I want to say they're not losing entirely because they figured it out. They figured out how to keep going. And how, because before, let me tell you why I'm saying that they, you're, you're only a quarter percent right or, or three-fourths percent right. Because when I looked at broken women in the 70s and 80s, they were broken. They were really broken. Mm -hmm. When that man left the house, they were completely broken. And they held on to men for that financial resource and things of that nature. The, the millennials and the latter part of the Generation X saw that and they said, oh, hell no. No, this is why during the 90s you saw all these women of color enrolling in colleges and going to cosmetology school and going to trade schools and learning how to drive trucks and this, that, and the other because they saw that 
these women were broken when the man left the house. And women of the 90s into the millennium said, fuck no. We are going to not go down. So if this man skips out on us, we have the backup. We have, you know what I'm saying, something that keeps us going. This is why you, you've seen the waiting to excel. Yeah. Uh, back 20 years later to the girls' trips and shit yeah. like that. Because women banding together and saying, listen, even without the men, we are going to form a tribe to survive. So that's just why I'm saying when you say women are losing, yeah. spiritual, yes. I still disagree. I, I don't see what what's to be won. I don't see what they've gained. And the reason they went into all those jobs is because there was incentive, because the government was telling them you at least had to have some type of job to get on Section 8. This had, again, this was none of this was planned. It was a reaction. So, yeah, they're winning on living on survival. If that's what you want for our women, sure, they're doing great at that. But how many women are living in abundance who are single women living in abundance? And again, let's go to these old folks home. These are experiments I used to do when I was heavy into psychology when I was in school. We go to an old folk home. We go to a hospital. The event's called No Regrets. Walk around and ask these people what they wish they would have done differently in their life. Some of these people are terminally ill. Some of these people are at old age. Most of them will tell you they wish they chased relationships. They went too hard after work. I wish I would have asked a girl out. I wish I would have asked him to marry me. I got too caught up in my own personal success and got to the end of it. And now I can't even tell you who I am. All of this is about the family. So the further we move away from the family, it's a loss. There's no win in that. And it's because the family brings the resources. Again, let's try to see why women are trying to be so independent to replace the man. You can't build off of something that you did not create. You can't get healthy off of spite. I'm not going to start eating healthy because this person stopped cooking for me. You have to want to do this. The genesis has to be your idea. All of this is a reaction. We're just trying to prove to the men we don't need them, which is cap. That's cap. They need us just like we need them. The difference is they now have another resource. See, back in the day, they had to depend on us. They only knew the black men. Now there's the government. Now there's all these assistances and programs, and I love when women are online like, well, men can get these. No, they can't. Most of these programs only go to women and single mothers at that with no man in the home. That's how Section 8 started. Yeah, you can have this apartment, sweetheart, but no man can be in the home. So how did women win that game? They were sneaking us in the house anyways. That's a win, but the problem is they're still losing. You're still in bed with the government. When you have an issue with that man now, you got to run the child support. When you need this man tamed, you got to call the police. And the police could come in here and kill you and him. So, how, again, how is this a win? When you need someone to watch your kids and you push this man out the house, you got to send them to whichever daycare. You got to send them to the government. You got to leave them at home by themselves. So it seems like a win if you only look at your corner of the picture. But if you look at the whole picture, if everybody's suffering, how could you be in your head as a person, be in your head like, yeah, I'm winning? That's delusion. I'll show you. Talk your shit. I know where I've been in my life. You know what I'm saying? I just basically 
and in 2011, I walked away. So, of course, when you walk away from the matrix, life is going to be harder for you because you unplug. So I don't mind the journey that I've taken. I don't mind that people no longer see me in brand new cars and suits and that of that nature because I know I used to be that person. But in 2011, I did unplug from the matrix, and this is why you see me. But people who know me, such as Kevin, they know what I'm capable of. They know my truth. They know where I'm going. But yes, baby, I'll be the same person. Let's get back to And this is and I'm gonna feed on that. This is the ultimate compatibility. This is universal compatibility. I don't vibe with people when they in the cars and flashy. I did that too at one point in time. I don't vibe with that. So I feel like you stepping away with that is how we were able to cultivate this space. That's what I believe in spirituality. We have to stop being who we were to attract the people that we want. You know what I mean? Because we could come off arrogant to somebody who's really cool with us. But when we get into ourselves and we just be, I like you like this. You dig? Like, I don't need to see you in the cars and with them. I like conversations. I like to get to know a person and read your energy because I agree with you just off my perception. I think you're going to be this person the rest of your life. I don't think anything going to change you. And that's what we need. You know what I mean? That's what we push. But I think we also have a responsibility to, I don't want to shit on anybody in this world. I just want to be honest. And the way me and you talk and think, majority of men don't think like that. So I love when women even say on certain posts, like, I wish my man thought like this. We're, we're working on it. This, it's going to be a step in the right direction. But this took men, bro, years to get this. This wasn't no overnight transformations. <laughs> Mommy, mommy, mm-hmm. mommy can go to work. It's not the best scenario, but 
I love that you explained it though, because I I feel like um, that kind of just proved my point. Everything you just explained is systematic racism. Everything you just explained is the matrix. It's the programming. Let's look at it like this. I'm running alongside somebody. I start going a little bit header than them. In my mind, I'm winning. But let's look at the big picture. We're all in a marathon. So you're in 39th place and I'm in 38th. So I think I'm winning because I got a space instead of you ahead of you when there's still 37 people ahead of both of us. So you're stuck inside of a program thinking you're doing better. Why? Because you got a refund check? Because you got a little bit of money in your account that you're going to spend by the end of the year? Because you now know that you have a place to go stay. You now know that I have a kid. I can at least go downtown. I can at least put him on child support. That is a survivalist mentality. The fact that you have to say at least... That is a survivalist mentality. I am going for the best. I don't want at least it's better than it was 10 years ago. I don't want at least I have more than my grandfather had. I want everything that's for... How come every race, every nationality can move here and get everything that they want except us? We still have to settle for at least. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here because I, 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 I took law, right? So let's, 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 let's put the men of the 70s and 80s on trial for a second. Correct. Right? We, we've put we put the millennial women and the modern women on trial. Let's put the men on the 70s where the root of the problem is. So when the men did lose these jobs, when the men were forced out of the household, why did they not band together as a tribe to say no? Why didn't they say Because if we want to go back to our primal, whether you believe in the Bible or not, if we want to go back to our primal level of being, then basically that was supposed to always be the protector, the warrior of his home. So therefore, when the government or the matrix or whoever came against us in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, why we been what, what do we do? We let Delpro, we let J. Andrew Hoover, and we let all these social constructs break the Panthers down. We let them break our, 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 and kill our leaders without any sort of recourse. So therefore, in the 80s, what i seen, I'm not telling you what I know, it's what I've seen. We turn a pivot. We turn a drug dealing. We turn things to destroy our community versus, versus lift them up. I've seen the dudes with two or three women juggling them and, and breaking hearts and the families of their kids and stuff in the 80s. I've seen it. I'm a product of it. So therefore, where were the men of the 70s and 80s when the women were in school? Where were the men then? They were broke down, busted, disgusted, or they they were gone again let's look at the statistics majority of women have kids with minority of men the majority of men do not have children so now you're talking about seven women who are being affected by one man being taken out of the home so if you take out majority of the men who are in the home what other men are left we're still a minority in this country where are all these black people coming from that's your naming there's 11 percent of us in ohio where are all these black people? So if you cut 11% to 5%, how, how, could we, how could we mobilize with that? And again, these women aren't in the homes trying to mobilize. They're getting in bed with the government in these situations. So why would you go mobilize with a woman who's just going to turn you over to the feds or who's just going to put you on child support? There's men who are getting put on child support for not their biological children. How? <laughs> how? Yeah. 
Well, you. the past can't be changed. That's the thing. We're not talking about how the past could be different. We're talking about where we are now. So that's why I get upset with this survivalist mentality. Because again, let's look at the statistics. In this country, black men are in the home more than any other men culturally. We, anybody can pull those numbers up and it's not even close. White men are at the bottom of that. So why are we marrying interracially? If we think that they're going to be better fathers and provide better homes and income for us, why aren't we asking women? So why are you marrying white men when it shows statistically they are in the house less than black men, which is apparently our outrage. That's our argument, correct? So why don't we hold every man to that standard? Why? How can we only look at black men when we are in the home more than any other men? How does that make any sense? But, but guess what? Why are we choosing the women that we're choosing as well? We're, we're making wrong choices. So therefore, like you said, if, if we vet our women properly, we would have more, you know, uh, mentally healthy homes. We would have thriving. But guess what? We're programmed to go get the basketball wives, the trophy wives, the rap video chicks that are able of childbearing and childbirth, but they don't know shit from shine other when it comes to being the mother of the home. We've lost, like Trinae said, we've lost grandma. Grandma ain't babysitting shit because she's at the club before 11 because she wants to get free drinks. We're picking these women. We're picking grandma who wants to party now because during the 90s, she didn't raise five or six damn kids. So now she got to have a life of her own. We're not raising the women that we had 20, 30 years ago. Them women are gone, bro. But we're not getting picked because, again, we're not passing the blame where it's picked. We're putting a pass on our parents and grandparents. They instilled these lessons in us. The woman picks you, happy wife, how, we, how are we punishing us for what was taught to us by people who everyone around this world says, oh, my parents were great. They left me all this game. And no, they didn't. They traumatized us. And now we're trying to heal from it and we're getting mad at each other and we can't heal it because we did not hurt ourselves. This was taught to us. As, as people of the alpha sphere, me, you, Tim, and whoever else is part of the alpha sphere, we came upon the knowledge and we embraced it. A lot of our kings, or would-be kings, I won't call them kings, mm -hmm. a lot of our would-be kings are rejecting this knowledge, and they're still continuing to be programmed by the system that wants you to go get a basketball wife. Yes. The system wants you to go get a video home. The system that still wants you to get somebody that's twerking. I know the video, the reel that I shared was really far-fetched, but the girl's twerking, he's like, what else can you do? Yeah, oh, I love that one. I love that one. So therefore, we'll, we'll be satisfied with the girl with the big butt, the small waist, or what have you, and, 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 and the one that can talk shit to us, but at the end of the day, what else can you do? And are you vetting this woman properly? Is, can she handle, this is what I'm saying, is can she handle conflict in a simple manner? Cardi B has sold toxicity, and, 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 and when I put that as a post, do you know how many women uh, tackled that, 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 that post? If I had at least 500 comments that said, Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B have promoted toxicity in the sense, I can be toxic to my man, and I can still get him, I can still be a wife. No, the fuck you can't. Why women listening, though? Do you see my argument? No, we're not. Most, most of their fan bases are women. Why are so many women? Li if you disagree with the message, why are you listening to the message? Why is that not the conversation? Because, you know what? You're going to be mad at me, Tim, because I'm going back to what you said, because it's fun. It's just supposed to be fun. So how are you saying you winning when you out here having fun at, at 35? How, how is it? <laughs> 
I didn't say he was winning. I said he's having fun. That don't mean he winning, but he's having fun. He did he look like he was having fun? Can we argue that? Yeah. I didn't say he was winning. I didn't say I would go do it. I said, look at that hardworking black man who has to be in these rooms every day with these white people whose life is already public. They have people sniffing through their trash. How you gonna have a private life as a celebrity? That's impossible. It's an oxymoron. And I bet he got publicity and made some money off of that, too. You think he complaining about that? You think his wife's upset about that? That she got to swipe that card an extra couple times this month? <laughs> no, no, because she never said she had a problem. America tried to make her have a problem. Those are two different things. <laughs> Right. And I also said this situation when it ended up, I said two years, they probably won't even remember the situation. You remember when I said that too? So how am I speaking against what I say? It's all relevant. Probably not, Tim, but what I'm saying that little problem could have caused a divorce. Yeah. That, that little problem, that little bit of fun could have caused her to walk out and, and, and what, what do we always say? Give the same energy. If you're going to leave me from getting a dance on the beach, I shouldn't be with you to begin with. What I'm saying is that she could have easily been in Aisha Curry and said, okay, let me match your energy. Do you think this is okay? Correct. And, oh, and we know that. We don't want our wives. But let me ask you a question. That's the most important question. Who do we think knows Chance the Rapper's wife more than Chance the Rapper? So who do we think would have knew how she would have took it more than him? Why? How would we know more? <laughs> how? What I'm, what I'm saying is that with any household, I'm it's not any. See, it's not any household though. That's your household. Let me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. In, in answering that question, I admire Offset and Cardi B's household. I don't know what the fuck goes on in their household. I think it's perfect that they allow each other to have fun. Now that is. When you talk about a relationship that allows each other to have fun and do what they want to do, there is no greater example than Offset and Cardi B. And their marriage seems to be thriving. I am happy whatever goes on in their household. Do you? Mm -hmm. But as I go back to what I said last week, if you are a petty, toxic motherfucker, we can accept that from you because it looks like you're thriving at that point. When you make changes and you do things for the community, we will accept that because we accepted the toxicity of you first. Chance the Rapper is a positive rapper. Uh, but, but no, but come on, come on now. Let's listen to his lyrics. He talks trash. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> as this wholesome person that is for the advancement of people of color. We don't look at Offset like that. We don't look at Offset like that. So, so the fact that Offset is able to just make
Right. Even though his wife's a stripper and they go to the strip club together and people smack her ass and throw ones at her. We're just but no, no, let's forget that. That's not relevant. Let's forget that. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I don't like I've never liked this whole cheating movement. Cheating should not be the biggest cause of breakup. The way people talk to each other is going to break y'all up well before cheating. The fact that y'all talk ill about each other when y'all ain't around is going to break y'all up way before cheating. The fact y'all don't respect each other. Why don't we talk about that? That's my that's my problem. We talk about these fictitious situations that most of us will never be in. I'll never be a Chance the Rapper. Me and my situation will never know what his wife is going through. Because I ain't never going to be on film at the beach. I don't want to be filmed doing anything incriminating. That's just for me, though. I can understand why the next person would. The Bible also says you can't control your neighbor's wife. That's the problem. We have all these opinions on people's lives and we don't even know ourselves. We couldn't even tell you one through 10 what we should be working on. But hey, I can tell you what this person down the street should be working on. Like it's delusion. We don't, none of us have the answers. We're all trying to figure it out. So I don't have to be who I told people I was 10 years ago. I don't have to be who I told people I was a day ago. I don't have to live up to anyone's perception. I am going to be, that's why the jail people got so much rep because they were considered real because at least they was being themselves. I want to. Let's stop going into marriage and say, you know what, forever, ever. Right. Because the statistics are showing that marriage is not forever, forever, ever. But if you are going to marry, legally protect your assets, legally protect your property, legal protect, legally protect your mind. You know what I'm saying? Why you're in it. Choose somebody that's going to be mentally healthy for you. Stop getting married because basically they're fulfilling these checklists, but they are not tapping into you. But let's stop going into it because like, like Adrian is saying, I don't want to give somebody false expectations or force my expectations on anybody. No, Adrian, I agree with what your comment is saying, but what I'm saying is that we expect more from people who choose the road left than we choose the people who choose the road right. You know what I'm saying? We just expect a little bit more. We expect a little bit more from Chance the Rapper because we look up to him as to say, you know what? You promote a lot of positivity amongst our community. I don't know what your lyrics are truly about because I can't say I've heard every Chance the Rapper song, but when I look at this man and I see him tap into spirituality, yeah. when I see him tap into being a social justice advocate, when I tap into a lot of things that he's doing positively, so I love that you said that because I think that's where we're stepping into this new age where a lot of people around my age and younger are choosing spirituality over religion. Spirituality has no rules. It does not. It is. Spirituality is not about being a good person. It is not even about saving the world or being nice to people. Spirituality is about understanding yourself and understanding what you bring to this world and, and the things that you want to have around yourself in your cipher. It has nothing to do with anybody else. So there's no type of perception that a spiritual person tries to live up to. You're going to get what you get. And most spiritual people you meet was wild as hell back in the day. They're doing this like Mike Tyson. He does that to suppress the crazy because the crazy is always going to be there. It became second nature. It became a part of your DNA. So now I do this to not hurt anyone. I don't do this to be a good, upstanding person. I don't do this to be a role model. No one signs up to be a role model. People are just living their lives. So I, But I understand what you're saying. I don't disagree with what you're saying. But there comes another responsibility if we're going to be judging people and telling them how to live. You also can't judge a fish on its ability to fly. 
why? You can't have unrealistic expectations. That's what I'm saying. I'm not mad that people have expectations for Chance. I had expectations for Barack. I had expectations for Kanye. You know what I mean? But they were realistic. They were along the lines of who they are. I don't think we have enough data about Chance. I can't just listen to his music and look at his clothes and say, oh, he's a good guy. He ain't going to slap ass on the beach. And I've never met anyone spiritual who don't like to have fun. They have fun. This is not a cult. It's not a religion. There ain't no rules. There ain't nobody up in the clouds watching you. Live your life. You got to struggle. You got to suffer. Life is hard as hell. Enjoy it. But what I'm saying is enjoy what you're doing. What he's doing, that's what I love about Chance. Chance, to me, really embodies the unbothered. I love that we, we try to slap it on Amarion. He seems very bothered at times. Chance is unbothered. I've never seen boy razzle, unravel. I've never seen him get hostile, step out of character. That's what I respect about Chance. So if I can take all of those, and I'm just speaking for a wife. If you can take all of the aspects of him and his flaws, he slaps ass on the beach, I mean, that's a good deal. That's that's a pretty good deal. Let's take it, let's take it in a different direction because we only got a little bit of time. Um, we also live in a world that he's a rapper. Right, right. right. Um, and in that case, that is a sexual that is a sexual movement or what have you. Yeah, you know what innuendo, yeah. In, innuendo. Um, it's a sexual action. So therefore, why we're talking about the strength of family. Talking about marriage versus dating, and we're talking about the strength of families. Supposedly, he's doing that, right? Mm -hmm. And he knows the repercussions of a woman suing him or saying something. Rappers face this, excuse me, rappers face this every day where a woman will, you know, she will embellish what has happened, you know what I'm saying, as far as sexual misconduct. Yeah. Uh, and then to have pictures and, and people mm -hmm. all around. If we're talking about building families and the strength of families and making things strong, why would you even put yourself in that position? Because you know that's the world we live in. If it was a two-way street, I would agree with you. But the fact that it's only a one-sided argument, it's hard for me to agree. Because I make the same argument with mothers like Black China, who has an OnlyFans, and Rob raises the kid full-time so she can go basically be a celebrity or a socialite, which is not a real career. And she she sees the kid, I think, once every two weeks. And no one has an issue with that. And now she's rebranding, and they're celebrating her. Again, something a man will get dragged through the mud for. So it has to be family on both sides. Why do men have to live up to the standard of being in a good family, but a woman doesn't? That's the problem. But, but I, was, I was watching that transformation, and I was laughing, too. And She's full of shit. She ain't transformed nothing. But what I'm saying is that it was, it was, it was just a conversation. My significant other said, uh -huh. a woman doesn't have a right to change. You know what I'm saying? So like you said, she saw nothing wrong. Maybe she did see something wrong with her lifestyle. I'm, I'm learning to be more liberal. And, and look at the world for what it is instead of what I want it to be. And I think this is where my enlightenment comes is that, you know, you can't... I mean, I've, I've watched these specials about strippers and, and prostitutes and it does play a, a psychological thing on you over, over time. You know what I'm saying? Women weren't made to just prostitute their bodies. At all, like, man. It's sacred. They were not made to do that so that we have made this acceptable but still, it's psychologically damaging. I see it happen to Kay Michelle. Summer Walker. We can keep. We can go down the list. It happened to, to Black China. But there comes an awakening that that they can wake up and say, "I can't do this anymore." You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, 
let's go back to what I was saying earlier, my point earlier. In your 20s, yes, yes, I'm talking to, to ladies in their 20s. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun, but it becomes psychologically damaging. So by the time you do get to your 30s, you may still look good, but you're psychologically damaged because you don't let all these men swap their energy with you. You don't went through your whole phase. So you may think you look good on the outside, but you are damaged. Oh, so yeah. for who is choosing a wife, which we hope that men, are, as we are waking up, we are vetting our women. You know what I'm saying? Your past does catch up with you. Your past does matter because it plays on who you are psychologically now. So you you, may, you, you, think, you can think that you're accepting a person for who they are now, but they still, their past travels with you. So well, this is what we're saying. We're not saying don't have fun. We're not saying don't live life or don't do this, that, the other. Everybody's going to have a past, but what we're saying is if you have some sort of thought process into your decision-making, maybe you could come out on the better side of mental health once you start reaching your 30s and 40s. Yeah. Everybody has it. But we want you to be on the better side of mental health than on the worst side of mental health. Then basically somebody has to deal with your toxicity. Yeah. Somebody has to deal with your drama. Somebody has to deal with your attitude. Nobody has to deal with shit. You know what At I'm saying? At all. But men are waking. I think that the problem is, is that we're not women bashing. It's we're saying as men... We're done with that shit. Yeah. We don't take it. So therefore, most men are walking away and says, yes, I'll pay for my child support to get away from your toxic ass. I will definitely pay whatever I have to pay for peace. There's no amount. So I think that's the problem that uh, women are having with men is saying, like, you know what? Yeah, a lot of the relationships are one-sided. And when you're young and when you're discovering yourself, that doesn't mean be 100% selfish. That still means be mindful. Someone's going to have to try to love you and accept you one day. So what women weren't understanding is men were also being programmed at the time. We were also being talked to by older men. Don't turn that hoe into a housewife. We was also turning on the radio. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Like, we was also being programmed. So, yeah, you can go be... See, this is this is what I mean by spirituality. This is how I view the world with everybody. You can go be whoever you want to be in this world. You can sleep with as much people you want to sleep with. You can talk to as many people as you want to talk to. But you don't get to dictate how I feel about you. You don't get to determine if I want you once I figure out what you've done. So be mindful what you're doing because I'm not the only man that thinks like this. So be mindful how you step in. See, this is where I live in that balance. I don't believe we should really even dwell on our past when we get in new relationships. But do your past play a factor? A hundred percent. I've lost interest in people when I found out who they've dated and how that relationship went. A hundred percent. I've lost interest when I found out people were sleeping around in their whole face. That's cool. Have fun. But that's not what I'm looking for. And if that's all your mind can focus on, there's that part, this is why I say, men, we do have a choice. We have a choice to walk away in that moment and not just drag our feet and see how it goes. Because we do that a lot as men. We'll hang around. If this woman ain't good for you, leave. I agree with women on that. Don't waste her time. Leave. She wants to play. You don't. Don't play with her. Because you ain't going to love her into loving you. You ain't going to trick her and convince her into being this woman that you see she has the potential to be. She might not want to be that. So we do that as men, too. We come and tell them our dreams and just try to push on who we want them to be. And we're telling them, I won't see you as anything else but this. So either it's this or nothing. You know what I mean? When we we have to choose to walk away and be alone sometimes, too. But I, I just want both sides to understand that 
when, when, when you're in the game, this is the mentality I want both men and women to have. You represent your spouse. Yes, you are individual, and that individuality should have already been accepted yes. or rejected by the time you say I do. By the time you say I do, that means you have accepted what you know and what you don't know and what you're going to learn. But what you do know is what is the basis on you saying I do. So what I would like is I think the divorce rate would, would go down if we understood that we are representations of that other person. And, and, and to really go above and beyond and, and, and to not let the devil in your house, I'm not saying you got to be a saint. I'm not saying that at all because I too am a spiritual person. I'm, I was a religious person for 36 years. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer a religious person. I'm no longer a Bible thumper. I'm no longer a person that goes to church every Sunday and thinks my soul can be saved. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to turn it off by saying that, but I'm no longer <laughs> that. I will never be that guy again. That yeah. guy is gone. Right? So I'm not saying that you have to be a saint. What I'm saying is that if we want these marriages to last a little bit longer, we're all saying the same. Be mindful of how you step in. Be mindful of how you move it. And honestly, be mindful of the company that you keep. Yes. Once you decide that you want to have a meaningful relationship, you cannot take the people that you... Because they still have a single mentality. They still have a kicking mentality. Yeah. They still have... Uh, 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 they don't give a fuck about your relationship. Because by the time... You get returned back to the streets. Now, as I said, you'll find out that they were jealous of you. You'll find yeah. They wish they had what you had by the time you get go back to the streets. But we get so hung up on keeping our friends around and keeping this person or that person around and not saying that this is the person that the universe or God or whoever you say could have sent you to say, I want to elevate you. Yeah. I want to do But you can still keep holding on to this lifestyle this mindset and you can never elevate when you're holding on to an old mindset so I want people to understand that as we represent each other let it be about each other yeah yeah and there's not only one way like two things can be true most of the things we both speak on the show are two very real perspectives from two different types of mind throughout the world you know what I mean which They both will have success in the world. They'll both have relationships in the world. Those relationships just function differently. So when it even comes to information like marriage, I only talk to the experience. And I'm not talking about married people. I'm talking about people who've been in the game. You know what I mean? And those type of married people give all the same advice. You go listen to the Denzels and all them. They say, keep your relationship private. You know what I mean? Um... I don't listen to Steve Harvey. Y'all got that. Y'all can have that. I don't. Steve on what? Marriage six. I don't. I'm I'm cool on Steve, <laughs> but when you get to certain relationships, the Denzels, you know, the the uh, Samuel Jacksons, the Viola Davis, they're all saying the same thing. Keep it private. So my argument with Chance is, who's going to know if him and her, and, and I'm not speaking against them, who's going to know if they're going to make it the distance? He could not even want to be married. She could not even want to be married. That's why I tell people still have fun. A lot of people get in these marriages and become this dull ass person. And you ain't even about to be in this marriage for long. Always be who you are. And don't let that marriage get in the way. I, 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 like that's how I truly feel. A lot of people should not be married at this point. That's the real issue. And then, and then let's, let's, and then I hate this word, but I'm going to use it. <laughs> Being overused. Let's give marriage marriage is great yeah yeah because sometimes that woman at the club that's shaking her ass her husband did piss her off yeah sometimes that dude 
sometimes the wife did take it a little too far. And I got to let off some steam. And like you said, in their relationship, if we had not known who Chance the Rapper is, he could have probably been just letting off steam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Her has been happening at the home, and they came back and worked it out. She probably could have known, not have known. But we know that, like you said, if we're talking about a marathon and not a sprint, man, you're going to go through these hiccups. Uh, let's stop painting this picture that it's always going to be roses when yeah. you're seven years. That's why they call it the seven-year itch. It's because at that seven years, you done, you done had sex every way possible. You done looked at this person in their best. You done looked at this person in their worst. And you might look at your work wife a little bit more hard. <laughs> you might look at your husband a little bit more hard. You shouldn't have him in the first place. But the seven-year itch, it just means a seven-year patch. We're going through a rough patch. But... Are we going to fight to go the distance, or are we going to, you know, that's why I love the girls. Uh, I, I call them women. The ladies are pretty and petty. Yeah, that's uh, a good show. Red flags. And one thing that I love is that marriages and long-term relationships should always have an assessment. And this is why, going back to what I said 15 minutes ago, let's stop going into these long-term relationships and marriages as a forever thing. Let's really be realistic and say at the five-year mark, we could go our separate ways, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? When you have your financial uh, picture intact, you already know that if this doesn't work after five years, you get the house, I get the retirement money, and we've all worked it out to where we can amicably leave. We don't have to leave in a toxic format. We can actually say at five years, if we feel different or we have changed or we have switched, because we realistically went into this marriage saying this won't be forever. This may not be forever unless we choose for it to be. Now you can look at things that are realistic things and you can approach things amicably and say well we've already had this contingency in place should we say that this would happen. I think that's a more healthy approach to marriage than this false expectation that you're going to be together forever and that you know she's going to be fair at the time of divorce or he's going to do you right at the time of divorce. Put that paper in the plane to where, you know, even if you are not psychologically there when we break up, this is what you said I can have or this is what you said I can do if this doesn't work. I think that's going to heal a lot of shit. I do. I do, too. And I think as black people, it's one of our biggest lessons. It is communication. Our communication is broken. And this is why I say there has to be love in relationships, because when there's no love and when there's no favor, things get lost in translation. You know what I mean? I deal with this every day on my page. I say something about racism. There's a sprinkle of white people that get upset. I say something about women. There's a few women that get upset. Say something about men. There's a few men that get upset. Like, this is just a message at the end of the day. You're going to receive this message however you receive it. But if you love me, you're going to try to see the good in what I'm saying. So I don't want to knock women by saying they're losing. That's the best position to be in because now you can win. And men, the cycle's always going to balance out. So men, we got really big heads now. We know our worth. We think we're winning. So moving forward, we're going to be losing. Women going to be winning. It has to keep going back and forth. Iron sharpens iron. We're training each other. But if I can't tell you what's wrong with you, we'll never be able to grow. If I can't say an honest thing without being turned into the villain, you know what I mean? In my relationship, we're never going to grow. Like sometimes I'm saying like, baby, we're losing. If you're losing, I'm we're losing. Like how are we going to win? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So when we have that clear cut communication, I think that's healthy. But individually, and, and, and I want my man to stop losing in, in the courts. Yeah. And this is what 
Yeah. It's okay to leave. Yeah. It's okay. That relationship with that woman no longer serves you or appreciates you. It's okay to leave. This is why a lot of men, and, and, and the reason why I'm really stressing this out is because I see more men lose their soul and their spirit. I see a lot of broken ass men is because we have programmed them to say, give her everything, do everything, take nothing for yourself, uh, don't take inventory. So when that woman leaves, or like you said, the majority of the women, let's go back to what you said, the majority of the women are asking for a divorce because they are happy. And we are taught that no matter how bad she treats us, no matter how much she unappreciates us, stick and stay, stick and stay, stick and stay, and give her everything at the end of it. No, man. That's a perfect way to be broken. Yeah. That is a perfect And if she taking a trip to Cancun, you take your ass to Vegas or Hawaii. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> if she's going to Bahamas, you take your ass to Atlantic City. Yeah. You, you better not. You better not die. Don't you die. Oh, man. Man, and men, I, I think men needed, I think these new men needed us. I think the one thing our generation's missing on the men's side is OGs. You know what I mean? And the best thing I got from my uncle when I was younger is he used to tell me, like, you're going to have to hold that L, nephew. Like, you just going to have to take that L. It's going to sting. It's going to hurt. But you just got to hold that L and keep it pushing. Yeah. This is what they're doing to you. Stop letting this happen. Yeah. And stop broken after this does happen. And that's why I, I never, you know, nothing's perfect. That's why I never speak on all women. Um, what happened was white men were trying to teach black women to walk all over black men. The reason we don't see that in every relationship, because there's a lot of black women who don't do that. They're with their black man. They support their black man. So nothing's perfect, but it's happening enough that, like you said, people are making memes about it. There's funny videos online. Like, that's that's an epidemic. That's not just happening to a few people. There's hundreds of thousands of laughs and loves and, oh, this happened to me and I know my friend and this this ain't random stuff. Like, we're all going through the same thing. You know what I mean? Um, last night we went to a poetry show and my homie was talking about traveling the world. And he said, the thing is, like, we don't realize we're more the same as as each other than different. Like a lot of us are going through similar problems, but we just have this idea that our problems are either worse or people can't understand. It's like, no, a lot of us are in the same. We're hurting and we don't want to hurt no more. 